Hello, and welcome to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins, the podcast where we anticipate an experience with the Lord on each and every episode. Thank you so much for listening today, and my prayer is that you will be strengthened, encouraged, and challenged in your daily walk with the Lord as you listen. The primary purpose for this podcast is to be a source of inspirational truth that will awaken a deeper hunger within you for the fire of God to burn brighter and hotter in your life. Leviticus 6.12 says, The fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. This Old Testament verse spoke into the sacrificial burnt offering system of the temple, and it also reflects the fact that we as the bride of Christ are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we have a responsibility to steward our walk with God and maintain His flame that He has ignited in our hearts. I am your host, Keith Collins, and I invite you to join me now as we explore biblical truths that will help us to maintain the flame of God upon the altar of our hearts. Hello and welcome to Maintain the Flame. This is Keith Collins, and I am blessed to know that you are with us this week. I pray that the the last couple of weeks have been a blessing to you. Last week, I interviewed a dear friend of mine, Ken Pounders, who has an amazing testimony of God's transformational glory in his life. And he was radically saved, delivered out of drugs, and had been in jail multiple times, and, you know, really came through a lot in his earlier years of life. And the Lord radically set him free and is using him in, in, in great ways. I've been with Ken around the world and he also taught for me when I was the director of Fire School of Ministry here in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I, I trust that last week was a blessing to you. And the week before that, I had another dear friend of mine, Dr. Jamie Morgan. She pastors Life Church in New Jersey. And just a great woman of God. Um, her and her church have been with me to the Philippines, and she just has a real word for this generation, I believe, and is impacting a lot of people. So I pray that you were blessed over the last two weeks. This week, um, I'll be honest, my heart is stirred. I'm actually recording this on um, Thursday, the 24th of February. That's what today is. So this will actually air in about a week or so. But this is the the day of, or the morning after, or the day after, excuse me, that Russia went into Ukraine and attacked on multiple fronts and came in from different parts of, of that that area of the world, and um, so we're beginning to kind of see what's taking place, and you know, I think the last number I heard that they've said about 60 people have died at this point, so I don't know what a week from now looks like when you're listening to this, but we need to pray for Ukraine, we need to pray for the government there, we need to pray for Russia, that, that God would break into that nation, and you know, I've known several people throughout the years that have worked in and out of that region, whether it be in Russia or Belarus, Moldova, as well as Ukraine, and actually, as I'm recording this, we, um, we've we heard from a couple of folks that we know that are actually in Ukraine, they're missionaries there, some that have actually been a part of our school of ministry um, years ago that have launched out from there into missionary work, and they have been in the Ukraine some for several years. So please pray for those missionaries. Again, I don't know what a week from now looks like um, when you'll be hearing this, but I just ask you to to continue to pray for the condition in Ukraine. And um, again, pray for wisdom for the church in Ukraine. And that's, you know, that's so much of my heart. Of course, 
I'm I'm heartbroken for the people and the the casualties that will be experienced, the fatalities that will take place, the soldiers. Um, you know, it, it's just a tragic, tragic situation. But I also want us to remember the church in Ukraine. God has a people there, a people that have His heart, a people that have been preaching the gospel and making disciples. So we want to pray for God's power to be present, for God's glory to be resident in the church of Ukraine. So just please, um, matter of fact, let's just pray now. Father, we just lift up Ukraine to you right now. We lift up the church in Ukraine. We lift up the, the population, Lord, the, the civilians as well as the the military. We ask God that you would just intervene. Father, just reveal your glory, reveal your power, reveal your purposes in that land. And Lord, we just pray against any attack of the enemy that would destroy that people, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. We pray for the Russian people, Lord. We pray, God, that you would just move on their behalf. And, and Lord, we know that you have a people in Russia, people that, that love you. You have a church there. So we pray for the church of Russia. We pray for the government, God, that, that they would come to repentance and they would come to the acknowledgement that only you and their nation will cause their nation to truly be what you've desired it to be. And, and the same with the government in Ukraine, God. Just intervene. Be present in that part of the world. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Again, my heart is stirred today as I'm recording this. I'm, I'm actually leaving town early in the morning and um, needed to do this recording before I leave town for a weekend of ministry in northern part of West Virginia, then up into Ohio. So we, we desire your prayers Um I was recently, um, this past weekend, down in Central Florida at a great church down there and just had a blessed time at a church, Cross Connection Church in um, Bushnell, Florida. Just kind of a, a yell out to some dear friends that I've made down there, pastors Clarence and Merrick Crane, and they're just doing an amazing job in that part of Florida. I was really blessed to be in their church and just really felt the Lord there and the people there have been investing in prayer, and I could tell that it was obvious to me. So just such an honor to be with people that are hungry for the Lord. And and today, I don't know how long I'll take today, but, but I just really wanted to encourage you as the people of God regarding your role in the earth. What is our purpose? What is our function? I know I've talked about these things before in the past on certain podcasts, but as we look at Ukraine, as we look at the condition of our culture, as we look at the the Antichrist spirit, the the secular humanist, humanist spirit, the the postmodern elements that are really having such a, a challenging and a disturbing impact on our culture, on our society, even here in America, my my heart burns for the church to awaken and to arise, to fulfill her calling and her destiny in this time of history. Again, we pray for the church in Ukraine, Lord, that 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 the Lord would would awaken the hearts of the people of God in Ukraine. But as I look at my own nation, America right now, my friend, somebody has to stand in the gap. Somebody has to be willing to to make up the hedge, so to speak. We we know that that scripture in Ezekiel 22 30 where the prophet Ezekiel said I look for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it but I found no one I've often said that's one of the most tragic sad verses in the entirety of God's word that 
the Lord looked, and again, the prophets convey in this, the Lord looked for, for someone who would stand in the gap, who would, who would build up the wall, but there was no one in the entirety of the land to be found. My heart is that that would not be the case in this hour that we live in. I, I believe more than ever before that, that this, this role that God has called us to fulfill, not just to sit in buildings once or twice a week, not just to have our own language, not just to have our own um, genre of Christian music, whatever, but, but that we would truly fulfill the destiny upon the people of God in the generation that we live in. I believe it is so vital. I believe it is so important that the church embrace her role in the city, in the towns, in the regions, in the nations that, that we are present, that, listen, our attributes, which, which must um, or which will be multiple, must include our willingness to be a people of intercession, a people that will stand in the gap, as well as a people of, of boldness. In other words, the church must be willing to fill a gap because the forces of hell are out to destroy the generation that we live in. Now, I, I know that it sounds like I'm kind of uh, maybe signaling the end, so to speak. And, and again, I don't know when the end of this earth, as we know it, will be. Only the Lord knows that. But I do know this. Um, there seems to be a great um, escalation of, of the demonic, of, of evil, of ungodliness, of an antichrist spirit that is hovering over the nation of America as well as many other nations. And with that being the case, the only response of the church is not to complain about it, not to whine about it, not to argue about it, but the only response of the church is to be the church that Jesus says that we are, a people that have been clothed with glory, a people that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, that have been given a spirit of boldness, that have been called to do signs and wonders and miracles, that have been called to, to preach with, with backbone and boldness, a people that are willing to shed their blood before they compromise the message of the cross of Jesus Christ, a people that are willing to give our lives for others, that we would lay in our lives for our friends, for our neighbors, a people that 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 are willing to embrace truth and the clarity and the the infallibility of God's word, even in a church culture that has um, a mindset to where things like perseverance and purity and righteousness no longer matter as long as we claim that Jesus is our Lord and that Jesus has saved us and and. And as a result, there's been such a, a weakening, such a degradation, such a downtrodden presentation of the gospel. And we've learned to, to go through the motions. We've learned to have church. We've, we've learned to sound a certain way. And again, we have our own language that we speak among Christians. And everything's praise the Lord and bless you and all this kind of stuff. But oftentimes, the inside is, is rotten. It's decaying. There's no life. There's no power. There's no demonstration. There's no intimacy with Jesus. There's no fullness of joy. Even in the midst of battle, we have no joy. Why? Because we have almost, as if it were, just relinquished the foundations of our faith. And I'm not talking about everybody, but, but friend, the, the American church has been, has been weakened in past generations, in past decades, it seems. 
and we have embraced another gospel. We have presented a Jesus that is not the Jesus of Scripture. We've presented a Jesus that is more Santa Claus than he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And and I know that Jesus can, does, and will bless us. And, and I live in his blessings. But listen to me. If he never blesses me again, I know the call is to take up my cross, pick up my cross, and to follow him by life or by death, as Paul said in Philippians, that I'm willing to lay down my life for him. That's, that's the normal mode of operation, the normal MO of the church. And, and oftentimes I believe that we have presented a Jesus that as long as you just come to him and maybe pray a prayer and attend a church that everything's going to be okay and he's going to pay your bills and he's going to fix your relationships and he's going to give you a promotion and da 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 he, he can do all those things and I believe he does at times. But friend, that is not the gospel. The gospel is Come to him acknowledging that you are a sinner in need of grace and that you humble yourself before him. You acknowledge that he's your king, he's your Lord, he's your master, he's your savior. And as Paul said, he was bought with a price. And that price was the blood of Jesus. My life is not my own, the word of God declares. Listen, to live we have to die. We have to die to our selfishness. We have to die to our reputations. We have to die to our worldly, secular, carnal desires, and we have to come alive to the eternal desires that the Lord places upon our hearts. That's why Paul the Apostle said to set your affections, set your desires on things above, not on the things of this earth. Friend, that is what it means to follow Jesus. And I have found something out. When he is truly seen as he is in the midst of his church, then nothing on this earth can ever satisfy us again except more and more and more and more of him. As we study the lives of those that have even shed their blood for the gospel throughout the years, the persecuted church, the martyrs of the faith, it is at times that we can sometimes historically look into their lives either by biographies or you know, either are historical accounts, and we can see the glory of the Lord, the fulfillment of eternal joy pulsating even through their final seconds of breathing in their natural bodies as their spirits went to be with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When we lose this element of eternity, I talked about eternity some weeks back, but when we lose this understanding of what it means to have an eternal paradigm, what it means to be owned by by the kingdom of heaven and not the kingdoms of this earth, whenever that becomes a reality, then my friend, the only thing that makes sense, the only thing that has bearing, the only thing that has weight is that Jesus deserves my life. He deserves my heartbeat. He deserves everything. He deserves even the challenges that I go through. He deserves me to be a person, an individual, a man, a woman that will say, Lord, even in the valley of the shadow of death, I shall not want. Why? Because you are with me, Lord. In those places where the enemy comes in and tries to destroy my faith and tries to overrun the call of God upon my life, it is here that I find you. Why? Because it is there, my friend, that he's even greatly revealed to those that truly love him and that have pledged their hearts to him, that have pledged allegiance to him. 
and their lives belong to him. You see, this, this is what it means to be his, my friend. This is what it means to be loved by Christ, that, that all that matters is that our lives are pleasing to him. And that he, res- he receives, as, as the Moravian missionary said many years ago, that the Lamb of God is worthy to receive the reward of his sufferings. My friend, what is that reward? That reward is lives, hearts that are fastened upon him, that are completely yielded to his plan on the earth, that, that, that are willing to say, Jesus, not my life, but yours, not my heartbeat, but your heartbeat through me, Lord. That, friend, that becomes normal Christianity. It's, it's the reason why throughout history, individuals have been willing to, to literally leave their own lives behind and walk into the life of Christ as they gave themselves for people groups. I'm reminded of, of a quote, and I want to read it here. As I was thinking about it earlier, I, um, I researched it and, and found this. But, but listen to what David Brainerd, David Brainerd was, um, he was actually the son-in-law of Jonathan Edwards, who was the great preacher that, that preached during the first great awakening. He preached the message, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, a famous message. But, but, but Brainerd, his son-in-law, was a missionary to the Native Americans and just had such a heart for them. And he was a young man, like in his 20s. I mean, a young man that, that laid his life down to reach those people. But listen to what he said on July the 24th of 1744. He said, In prayer I was exceedingly enlarged, and my soul was as much drawn out as ever I remember it to have been in my life. I was in such anguish and pleaded with so much earnestness and importunity that when I rose from my knees, I felt extremely weak and overcome. I could scarcely walk straight. My joints were loosed. The sweat ran down my face and body, and nature seemed as if it would dissolve in my fervent supplications for the poor Indians. I knew they met together to worship demons and not God. This made me cry earnestly that God would now appear and help me. My soul pleaded long. What a powerful powerful statement by by Brainerd. What is David Brainerd saying? Lord, I feel your heart for these Native American people. In other words, he stood in the gap. He he built up the wall. He was a lifeline. He was a a source of, of intercession. He stepped into the heart of the Lord Jesus himself and his the heartbeat of Jesus became his heartbeat. You see, friend, this is the this is the role the church has to play. This is the only place that we are truly effective for eternity's sake. Um, it, it's, it, it's not hard to do ministry in our own strength and in our own ability. It's not hard to produce a Sunday morning orchestrated production service. But it is altogether different to, to walk into a place where the Lord is being glorified in our lives to where the Lord is being honored in our lives and we have laid our lives down for the glory of Jesus. So I want to encourage you and I'm, I'm going to close in just a minute here and I want to just share a few things on my heart before I do on another subject. But but I want you um, I want you to understand that 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 these are such important times and such ominous times and and it is so important for the church to really become who God has called us to be, who God has called us to, to, 
to be in the earth that we live in right now. So, so be encouraged in the Lord. Be strengthened in your faith. Be a person of prayer. Be a person of righteousness. Listen, we need to walk in such a way that when people look at our lives, they can see there's something different about our lives. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. And and I want to just stop a little bit um, earlier than normal because I wanted just to share something with you and just give you an opportunity to, to pray about something. We are launching a new radio show on Hope Radio. It's actually a shortwave radio program that has... Is based on the island of Guam and the towers. There's two towers. We're on um, one of the towers that's going to be reaching into Russia. It's going to be reaching into um, parts of um, China. It's going to be reaching into parts of Australia, um, parts of Eastern Europe, and you know Taiwan. I mean, it's going, it's it it has a large swath of reach, and we're going to be literally able to reach millions of people with this signal. It, it's an amazing, amazing opportunity. We're going to be broadcasting over there um, every Saturday for 30 minutes at a time. And I know the Lord has really opened this door to us. So I I want to come to you today and do something that I usually do not do. I think I've done this one other time since I've been podcasting. I want to ask you to seriously pray about becoming what we call an impact partner we are Generation Impact Ministries, and we, we do have some partners that stand with us monthly. They help us pay for this podcast. They help us pay for, for other things that we do around the world. You know, we um, we support different ministries, humanitarian things. We support missionaries. And, and also, you know, we have a lot of things going here in the United States through our own ministry as far as media, things of this nature. But we stood, we stood out, or stepped out on faith, excuse me, for this radio program. I, I've been to many of these parts of the world at different times, and we've just seen the Lord touch the people there. But this is an opportunity to be there every week via radio. And again, these are parts of the world. We're going to be in North Korea as well. These are parts of the world that um, it's, it's against the law in some of these places just to go and do like a meeting in a church building or on the side of the road or in a tent. If you can get in there, usually the the meetings are underground. They're very hush-hush. But many of these parts of the world, it's almost impossible to even get in. So we're going to be able to get in there through shortwave. Um, Just an incredible opportunity. I've got such a heart for this. The Lord's given me. I really have two focuses, I believe. Number one is to reach the lost. But number two is to strengthen the church in these parts of the world. So um, I want to invite you to stand with us. We need some some supporters we have some folks that have already stepped up and we also want to even increase this in in the days ahead but we are in need of some some equipment also in need of just some monthly income to kind of help cover all the cost of of engineering and all the things that we'll be doing to make sure this is done correctly and that it's having um, a powerful impact so if you'd like to stand with us in this new venture, let me give you a couple of websites that you can go to and give. And on both these websites are our websites. And if you hit the donate or the give buttons on either one, it'll come right to our ministry. Um, we are a, a 501c3 nonprofit recognized ministry, and therefore all gifts are tax deductible. So listen, you can go to Keith Collins.org. That's keith-collins.org, or you can also go to impactgf.org. 
the word impact, the letter G, the letter F dot org dot org. And um, you can give on both of those um, websites. If you want to send a check, you can send that to GIM, which stands for Generation Impact Ministries, GIM, P.O. Box 620084, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28262. Again, that's GIM, P.O. Box 620084, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28262. Again, I very rarely do this, but um, but we are stepping out in faith, and we believe that the Lord really wants to use this new um, this new door that He's really opened to us. It, to, to us, it's it's a supernatural door that has really given us the ability to really reach a major percentage of the world's population, and and we're believing really to reach hundreds of thousands each and every week. So, again, just pray about this. Um, it would be an amazing opportunity for you to really join hands and and every every dollar that you give will be a blessing and will help us to reach the masses with the truth of God's word the power of the gospel the love of Jesus Christ and we're believing for testimonies of salvation healing deliverance we're believing for churches to be planted as a result of some of our efforts and um, just again thank you for considering this hey we love you so much we are honored that you are listening to maintain the flame each and every week and I do want to encourage you to do one more thing for me and I'm going to close today would you please go and um, subscribe to this podcast, give us a rating, and then write a review. By doing this, it really helps us to reach more people on this podcast network. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Charisma Podcast Network, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. But by doing that, it really helps to get our reach expanded. So thank you so much for doing both of these things for us today. We love you again. And I look forward to being back with you again next week. And again, please remember the Ukraine in prayer as I close today. God bless you. And we look forward to seeing you again or to being with you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins. I want to ask you to please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you hunger for a greater passion for the Lord that will not dim or subside, then please subscribe and listen weekly to episodes that will encourage you in your walk with God. To learn more about my ministry, please go to keith-collins.org or impactgf.org.